This week on Dr. Drew After Dark. My mom, I remember my mom had me and and um I remember being at the hospital and I was hanging out of like her pussy or whatever. Oh, so it's like being like oh so okay. So it's almost like being like a kid again or whatever, like when you like jack off, whatever, nothing really come out. Nothing come out. Ladies like it. Welcome to Dr. Drew After Dark. Please be advised that Dr. Drew After Dark may contain sexually oriented content and be unsuitable for young children. Welcome everyone, Dr. After Dark. You know it, number 818-253-1693 and the uh, email site for all the great emails you guys send us at drfdark at gmail.com. Uh, do support the people that support us. We appreciate you doing that so we can keep doing this thing. Jamar Malachi Neighbors is my guest today. He is everywhere. I really appreciate you being here, my friend. Uh, we got a lot to talk about. The best underground film at the Cannes Film Festival, yep. which is, how insane was that for you? Um, it was cool. I didn't I didn't go to France, though. So Well, that's like, what I wanted to know, if you went yeah. to go pick up the Palm d'Or or whatever you got. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. They, I, did they ask you? Did they? So here's what happened. Okay. I submitted a... Um, I submitted to a bunch of film festivals, and then that was one of the ones. I was like, oh, we could submit the cans? <laughs> so it was like, I, I submitted online. Uh-huh. Like, so I didn't actually, like, go over there, but I actually, like, won. Yeah, like, you won. You yeah, actually won. And yeah. I was like, how like, oh, the fuck am I going to get to France? <laughs> I've never been to France. And they won't, they won't bring you in as a winner or anything? Hell no. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> so it seems like I won, like, their online <laughs> thing or whatever, <laughs> but, hey, I can't award is a cans award yeah so i agree with you I agree <laughs> with you. Uh, and as a result of that he's everywhere I mean, you can see him at comedy central everywhere yeah i mean just you'll you'll see jamar around yeah. but house party's coming back house party um yeah, yeah yeah so they so they did it um let me see so it aired or it aired it came out in theaters january 13 2023 mm. so i was in the reboot of that and um and that was fun. Uh, with, um, was Kid in the reboot also? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what they, I figured. Yeah, yeah. They did a little cameo. Yeah, yeah. I got, I've gotten to know him a little bit. Do you know he and Bill Maher are like very close friends? Yeah. 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 That's crazy. That's no, where I got to know Kid is over at Bill Maher's club, club random, <laughs> hanging out. <laughs> it's, speaking of random, I know, right? It's <laughs> like really, you guys? Oh yeah. Oh no, we hung out all the time. I back when Bill was stand up. Yeah. You don't think about him that way anymore, right? Mm-hmm. And he was he was there with Kid. All right, so what we do here is we talk a little bit about uh, your history and stuff and you know, how you got in comedy, that kind of thing. And then we'll look at some videos. We'll take some voice. We'll just answer questions. We have calls coming in, God willing. And uh, I, my first question, though, is now you're in Texas. Yeah. That's got to be a major change for you. you. grew up in Compton. Super, super <laughs> change. Like, um, I don't know, the, the weather for one. Oh, my God. Today, today as we record this, it's going to be 107. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I always thought that, like, it was, like, hot in L.A. and all that shit. But then it's like, no, no, this is a different kind of hot. Yeah. It's like you're in, like, the sun's mouth in this motherfucker. (laughs) Like, yeah. So I I, I got adjusted, like, really quick, though, because it's like, okay, it's, like, 103 or whatever. And I'm like, the first time I felt 103, I I don't ever feel 103. So first time I ever felt that, I was like, it was like, oh, I can't go outside. I can't go outside. No, that's, <laughs> it is precisely the feeling I had, which yesterday it was like 105 or something. I'm like, oh, it's like 
20, it's like 10 degrees. It's like being in 10 degrees cold. Yeah. It's just the other end. You, yeah, you yeah. can't go outside. You run across the street. You run into your car. You leave <laughs> it running to get it ready for half an hour. It's the exact same thing as uh, extreme it, cold. You and deal it, with it the same way. And then so when it's 92 degrees, you're like, oh, okay, it's a nice day today. <laughs> it's, like, it's hot as fuck. What are you talking about? Wear a about? sweater. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Compton, when did when did comedy hit for you? What, most comedians can remember the moment. There's sort of a time when they're like in a classroom or fucked with a teacher or yeah, something. Was, something happened. Yeah, it was like a bunch of moments. I um, I think what I used to do is uh, my cousin. I lived with a cousin. His uh, name's uh, Damon, and he was older, like three years older than me. And he was so funny. He was so funny. It wasn't like a it wasn't like he was a bully funny. He was like an actual funny person who bullied me all the time verbally. Uh. And so it was very witty, very sharp. So he would just hurt my feelings. And so I would go to school and do to kids what he would do to me. <laughs> Shit rolls downhill. Yeah, and I would, fu- I would fuck people up all day, every day. <laughs> and I would go home. And then it would just happen to me, and I would just regurgitate. Could, could like, you fight Benj? Could you eventually spar with him with that? Or is he just, he just the relationship was the kind of thing where you couldn't even do it? No, you know, no. He's older, he's bigger. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was always, like, way wittier than me, like, and all that shit. And yeah. So so, so that was the training, right? That was sort of your training yep. early. But when did it kind of go, oh, I could do this? When, oh, uh one time a kid in class he was like you should be one of those people who make people laugh and i was like <laughs> i remember walking home because i had to walk i was six but i lived down the street six. that's early to have that that is <laughs> i was six and, and I you remember had, it too yeah. that's awesome and my aunt used to and we used to live down the street and um i used to walk home and i was thinking one day i had a crazy day at school where i was i was just the funniest person in the classroom and then i was like damn the same day that kid told me that, I said, is there a job that you can, like, do, like, a, yeah. a thing like that? Yeah. And I swear to God, like, it was like, whatever happened, I walked inside of the house, and my uncle was, like, laughing on the couch. I didn't know what he was laughing at. And he was watching, like, Def Comedy Jam, and he was watching, oh, yeah. like, Martin. Oh. I saw Martin. Martin was the first stamp comic I ever saw, and I didn't know what he was doing, but I was like, I want to do that. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, so. And you were six. Yeah. And when did it get a little more serious? Man, it is. It seems, so this all, is fascinating. Yeah. It really is so fascinating. <laughs> so they're always like nuggets, like of like, yeah, like, yeah. like little These moments. Yeah. yeah, and you remember. That's the thing that's yeah. so interesting. You got it. They're in your head. <laughs> so I was being. I used to be bad at school and all this stuff, or you know, like very like you know hyper and all this stuff. So you couldn't get me to sit down. So one time there was a single de Mayo play or whatever, and all this stuff, whatever, and uh, all the Hispanic kids are on stage. They took us to the auditorium or whatever. This is the first live show I ever saw in real life. <laughs> they took us to the auditorium, and all these Hispanic kids were, like, dancing. You're and how old and, uh, I'm still six. Still six. Yeah, they were dancing, and they were doing salsa and all this stuff. And I'm over here looking like... And then my thoughts was like, man, I should be up there. <laughs> like, yeah. like yeah. that should be me up there twirling that girl around like that. Like... <laughs> <laughs> so that was sort of the impulse to get in front of people. It was different than comedy impulse, right? One was yeah. I should be funny in front of people. The other was I should just be on stage. Yeah. Did you do other? Was is that? The, did you act? Did you do stuff on stage? So eventually, what happened? Eventually, so I think I was like ten, 
and I had um I had moved to my my mom had put me in like this like this orphanage or whatever, right? Mm-mm. And so you gotta um, tell me about that. That doesn't go by with just <laughs> oh well yeah whatever <laughs> no orphanage or whatever. Okay, okay okay okay. So she had put me in like this uh foster this, care. Oh no orphanage. Oh, no, no, no 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 it was like an orphanage. <laughs> what you hear about it? <laughs> and so um you know she had sounds problems. like a load of laughs. You know you know, you know kind of yeah. I mean I t- I keep telling I always tell people every single time I'm like it was actually the greatest thing that ever happened to me because for like two years like I was in this orphanage yeah. And because uh, my mom had like problems, you Drug know, and drugs and yeah. all that shit yeah. or whatever, yeah. so they, uh, so she was like, "You gonna go away or whatever?" And this, this, that. And I'm like, "Bitch, where am I going?" <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, well, what the fuck? And then, uh, so uh, I went to this orphanage called like Five Acres and all this. Oh, stuff. I know Five Acres, Pasadena. Yeah, Pasadena. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was in there for like two, two and a half years. It's a good place. It's, it's sort of therapeutic school a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It's yep. kind of like hillsides. Maybe we swam through there a minute too. Yep. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. I was yeah, in it's, there a great, like, it's, it's a nice place. Adam Carolla's father was a therapist there around, was he? That, around that time. Well, what year? Uh, I was I was there from ninety five. Oh, he was definitely there in the nineties. Definitely there in the nineties. That same was Corolla. That, did you come across a therapist named Corolla? There would be too weird, wouldn't it? No, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> maybe oh, I'm going to find out. He's still alive. He's like ninety six. Mr. Corolla. 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 Doctor. Uh, Mr. Corolla. Yeah. No, he would I, have been sort of therapist type, like counselor, therapist. You no, know. my counselor was named Sylvia. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. But but you know what's interesting? I, I can't remember who the other, I think it was a comedian I was talking to, and he was talking about living in the projects in New York, I think it was, and he was like, you know, we had uh, all my cousins, we had like 13 kids in there, and everyone's like <gasps> clutching their pearls. He goes, mm-hmm. what the fuck are you talking about? It's the funnest time of my life. These kids were great. I had a great time. Mom couldn't control us. It was fantastic. A hundred percent. Like, and so, yeah, and... So I had lived uh, like, but before that, I was in like a bunch of like foster homes, like yeah. all this that, stuff. That must have sucked. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The, the foster homes in, in the hood suck. Yeah. But then, like, when you got to like, um, then I moved with my aunt, my mom's sister, when I was like five. Through, Where'd like, she live? Uh, she lived. She lived in Compton. She lived in like East Side. Like we call them the East Side Low Bottoms, but they're like 40th and Hooper. Mm-hmm. And uh, where are you from? I'm from Pasadena. Oh, you're from Pasadena. Oh, shit. And I worked in mental health in that whole area, and I had a lot of interactions with uh, sycamores and five acres. Oh, shit. So we can really talk, talk, talk. Yeah, yeah, sure. (laughs) Sure. uh, Yeah. um, And um, were you ever hospitalized as an adolescent? Because you would have come to our facility. Hospital? No. No no psychiatric stuff or anything. No, 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 no. no. Because sometimes the behavior gets like labeled as, send him over here, you know, saying we'd get him. Nah, I wasn't a, uh, yeah, I wasn't a, I didn't. Mm, you weren't. You weren't a. Pro, you were trouble. You weren't. You were a troublemaker, yeah, yeah, yeah. but not troubled. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was yeah. hyper. Yeah, 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 I was. Yeah. I was more like. Which that. Which seems to be a requisite for comedy, by the way. It seems like the best yeah. best possible recipe is a little bit of trauma, a little, yeah. bit, a little bit of ADD. Yeah. We're good. We'd be funny as hell. Yeah. <laughs> and talent. You got. You got to have the talent, though. But you. <laughs> but usually, you find that you're the earliest I've ever spoken to. Is somebody finds it so so early? It's amazing. Yeah. All right, so, but you were telling me a story att- attached to Five Acres. So, um, okay, so I remember being, because uh, you, oh, you asked me, like, hey, when's the last time you, yeah. I mean, was it when you, like, hey, stand remember, up, yeah, stand yeah. up. Yeah. So I didn't, we had, like, share day or whatever, and I'd have a toy to share. Mm. So you get two minutes to share your toy. I didn't have a toy to share. So I, uh, so I was like, well, I'm just going to do comedy. Right, and the, and the teachers were like, these were like, you're gonna do comedy, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna do comedy, 
And they were like, all right, well, two minutes. <laughs> it's like, and I was like, all right. That's fantastic. And I, I think I, I think I ripped off a joke I heard on Comic View or some shit. Was it was it like edgy? Like we shouldn't have said <laughs> it, was, it was fucking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. I think I said some shit like, uh, I think I said some, something like, um, oh, my girlfriend <laughs> told me that she was hungry, and she wanted to go to IHOP at three o'clock in the morning. And I said, uh, bitch, you better get up and I hop your ass on down there yourself or something like that. I don't know whose joke that shit was. It was like the first joke I had ever told there. And uh, and the class didn't laugh. Oh. No, they didn't laugh because it was like, it was like you're nine. I mean, they're, they're like, you're it's, 10. It, I, like, I, I, come on, the teachers must have been like. <laughs> no, they oh. were like. Uh-oh. That's that sucks, frankly. They they should have leaned into it a little bit. <laughs> right. You know what like, I mean? They even give me like, shit. It's one, yeah, it's one thing to give you shit and pull you aside and go, mm, you might learn where to do these appropriately. <laughs> but but to not laugh is sort of uh that's wrong, frankly. It's yeah, not the right move. They were like, Yeah, so uh and I was like, and you know, when you're a kid, you don't got no concept of time, so yeah. I, I was like, Oh man, two minutes. Whatever, right? <laughs> and I, did that, so I was like, bro, that was like that was ten seconds. What else you got? <laughs> one joke. Who uh, who ended up being your sort of uh, idols, inspirations? You mentioned Martin. Martin. Um, oh, John Leguizamo. Oh, no kidding. Nobody ever mentions John no, Leguizamo. No, he's a pretty talented dude. And he, yeah. yeah. Just go watch, uh, what's the thing where he was a, 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 tra- he was a transsexual female? Uh, help me. Oh, oh. Tu uh, Wong Fu. Tu Wong Fu. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. brilliant in that. I watched uh, I watched Freak. Uh, you remember oh. his shit, Freak? Yeah, yeah. So my mom had, um, she, you know, she was in a rehabilitation center or whatever, but she had came and got me or mm. whatever to go visit her, you know, out mm. of Five Acres or whatever, just to go visit or whatever. And so we were in like, I didn't even know it was a rehabilitation center at the time. And so I'm over here and we were, we had, she had HBO or whatever, you know, yeah. warm and all this shit. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and then John Lake was almost like, there's bright lights, all this oh, shit, yeah. whatever. He comes out dancing and all this yeah, shit. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit, like what the fuck? And one of the first jokes he did was something like, oh, my mom, I remember my mom had me and and um, I remember being at the hospital and I was hanging out of like her pussy or whatever. <laughs> and then the mom will say how he was doing the walk and, and the mom and him like hanging out the mom's pussy and shit. I was like, I want to be that kind of comic. I was like, I'm going to be like that. <laughs> I was like, I would do mom hanging out the pussy jokes. <laughs> oh, my God. And my uh, mom was like, turn this shit the fuck off. <laughs> I'm rehabbing. Other than like, Legozama, where did you find the the the, the uh, other material that uh, was similar? Because uh, that's different than what I normally hear. <laughs> so Legozama, uh, uh, Eddie Griffin. Oh yeah, uh, he had this one special called Voodoo Child, and I watched that. I would come home and I would watch that tape like so much, whatever. Because I like I like act outs. I like people who like move and yes. stuff like that. So yes. like Living Color and. A little bit later on, I Living, got Living Color, the TV show. Yep, that was a great show. Physical comedy yeah. and shit. I, I, I fucking love it. And then I and then yeah. I start getting in. Oh, Dave Chappelle too. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he he. I think he saved us during this uh, woke lockdown thing. Yep. I, th- I think he's the one that broke broke it so people could regain their ability to speak again. Yep. And I actually saw him. He was with Tom. He was in in, in uh, New Orleans. Yeah, and, and I just I was so moved. I was so thank I said thank you so much. Mm-hmm. And he's so. You, you met Dave? 
Yeah. Super humble. Super yeah. like uh, he was like excited <laughs> to meet me, and I met, we'd met once before or something. Well, like I'm, like, I'm like I'm like no, dude, you you're the one. <laughs> yeah, Stop it. You, you understand? You I, you, re, you rescued. You saved us. Well, you know you know what's so funny about about Dave is that I um I always I always tell him every time I see him I'm like um I'm like I always say you're cool, and I say but. No lie, to be honest with you, the first time I was ever introduced to you was a uh, was a Nutty Professor when he played Reggie Warrington. Wow! And I always and I always tell him, I always be like, "Yo, I thought that's how you had really did stand up comedy." <laughs> and I, you know, me yeah. again. So yeah. he was like super act out of your shit. And I said, yeah. and I said, I want to be like that. <laughs> so, you know? so that his version of a character is what you want to be like. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I was like, so when I saw that, and then when I saw him like do like his real, real regular stand up yeah. or whatever, I was like. I mean, this is funny too. You know what I'm saying? I was like, it's all right. And I go, I go, bring back Reggie Warrington. Like, wow. To be able to sit in judgment of Dave Chappelle is pretty good. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. No, he's the shit. He, he, he is a good guy. I, my era was sort of raised on uh, Richard Pryor. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, yeah. And uh, I just think, I just think his stuff. He, you know, there's things he says, you you know, you, you, of his time, but uh, it, it, it lasts like poetry. Yeah. It, it just, it's poetry. It's like Homer or something. It just stays, it just continues, it just goes. Let me ask you something about mm. Briar and, mm. and growing up at that time. So like, when he came out doing shit like that, was that the funniest shit you guys have ever seen? Yes. Or, or like, yes. yeah? Yeah, and, and, and a lot of white kids Saying his stories with the words, yeah, 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 <laughs> a lot yeah, yeah. of that, and 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 of course, the African American community loved him and embraced him, and you know, and he had bad addiction. A lot of people that had bad addiction in that period, it's, it's well before you. So your mom had took it was it, it was good for her because we treated this shit. We mm -hmm. didn't treat it as some sort of like oh, he's weak, a bad person. Mm -hmm. they, they they were left to themselves and were judged and marginalized and stuff. Mm -hmm. Worst thing possible for for people with these conditions. How's your mom doing now? She's phenomenal. She's yeah. been clean for like thirty years and shit. Good for her. It's amazing. Yeah. Isn't it? they get better. And and the the parents in recovery can heal so much of whatever went down during your childhood. But the other thing, I it's she must have been oriented therapeutically or something. The the places she sent you were really quite good. Which did she have an advisor or was it where she was in oh, treatment? Oh, was she in like Five Acres and shit? Yeah, you found your way to Five Acres. That's that's a that's a. I I don't know how she found that place. Yeah, I have no idea. But she really clearly wanted that for you, something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. You have to. You can't. You don't just go there. You have to find your way there. Yeah, yeah, and and I always tell her because I always tell her like, yo, that's like, when I bring up shit like that to my mom, she. You know, it's it's not traumatic, but it's there's a, there's some sort of like guilt or like shame and all this shit because it's like because she thinks, oh, my, I left my child, or is he mad yeah. at me that yeah. I did that or yeah. whatever? But I'm like, no, 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 bitch! Like I found myself in there. Not, not only that, but you should tell her, look, if, if you want to make, I I'm fine. Mm -hmm. If you want to make some amends, I you're welcome to do that, but you don't need to. Yeah, something something like that would. I, I always tell her that. Yeah, but you know, she, but she, if she needs to, she should. Does she still work with us? It's been so long; she probably doesn't work with the sponsor anymore. But I think she does. Okay, well, consult it, people. I mean, I mean, she does uh, take some consulting from a sponsor. Okay, right well, she yeah, should because yeah, yeah. she shouldn't still be carrying all that stiff stuff. Whether it's too too. Yeah. On, it's, uh, women do this to themselves. Women do it more than do women do it more than mothers. Men? Mothers really beat the shit out of themselves if if they 
were not good mothers at any period in their, in their life. They beat the shit out of themselves, especially leaving a child behind. And it, it's so intense. That's why I know whenever they move away from a child in any fashion, drugs and alcohol, because it's just they can't do it otherwise. Their, their system won't let them. And then they carry that with them. And you know, here you are, super successful comedian, and she's still feeling shitty about it. Yeah. And it was a really important part of your story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't fucking know. But. Anyway, it was, <laughs> what, what was her drug of choice? Just so you don't mind me asking. Huh? What was her drug of choice? If you don't mind me asking. Um, I think it was crack. Yeah, and crack and alcohol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that was a period of time too, right? She was mm-hmm. a, she was also a victim of what was going on at that time. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and she had an illness, and she man, got got better, got treatment. Man, yeah, yeah, works it. Can I ask a question? Yeah, yeah. So, so like, you say like illness and shit. Like, yeah. what's what's the illness? The illness is a, a genetic potential. Not everyone can get this thing where they lose control over their relationship with substances. So you have to have the genetics. And the genetics are a pretty wide spectrum of things, right? Usually you can kind of see alcoholism in the background somewhere, but have to have the potential. And then what happens is the brain in, in a deep area called the nucleus accumbens, which is the part of the brain that says, that's good, do that again, that is consistent with survival now. Mm. and especially cocaine takes over that do that again thing and it just it's not even craving necessarily because there's also craving which is a separate thing and there's you know withdrawal which is a separate thing but there's this part of the brain that's normal responsible for saying get up go to work take care of your kids you know love your children whatever all that goes away and one motivation emerges which is do that drug again do that again do that again do that again and they completely lose control over it and the frontal part of the brain starts to shut down over time so there's no possibility of control oh so it is a sickness oh it's it's a biological event and in terms of sickness you have to ask yourself well what is a sickness what's a disease right well disease is any relationship between the genes and the environment the result in an abnormal biology that results in some signs and symptoms that follow a history. That's it, that's disease. Um. And in addiction, the biology, the biological problem is in these deeper areas of the brain that are outside of consciousness. Mm. Things like hunger and you know that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Can't control these things, they, mm-hmm. just, they just are. And they settle down with time, but they can be reactivated really easily once, once you've lost control. Mm. Make mistakes, so like, make sense? So yeah, yeah, so, so when this person, um, so when this person like so me, she's me been mom. clean yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this person uh, this lady I used to live with <laughs> I sometimes when I see her I, uh, me and my sister like like behind my mom's back we refer to her as uh, the portal like, <laughs> like did you call the portal today that's, that's like, your pussy jokes <laughs> like, so um. Uh, what was that? Fuck, uh, I was gonna say something. Um, something about her relapsing or something or not relapsing. Oh, yeah. right. So, so it's a real thing when okay, she's been clean for like thirty years yeah. and and all this shit. But like, it's a real thing though when people like uh, smoke weed around her and then she smells it. Like she like th- that really fucks with her mentally. Yeah, yeah. It, oh. Because it starts. It start because what goes along with that that do it again thing is fucked up thinking. You should do that. You could do it. No problem. What? Yeah, just a little bit. It's no big deal. You can control. You've been thirty years sober. What's the big? It's weed. No big deal. Everyone's doing it. What's the big? That's in her head, and that's that part of the brain saying, "Do that or die." That's literally what the motivation is. If you don't do it, you're going to die. And so the, mm. that, that's not explicit. It's not like she has thoughts about dying. It's the motivation is that powerful, and so the brain go, kicks into this abnormal thinking 
to get her to use it because she knows she can't. So she's thinking, oh, no, 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 I know I can't. I've got to call my sponsor, blah, blah, blah. But her brain is going, oh, no, you can't. No problem. No problem. We got to do this. And then if she does it, then it really kind of kicks in. The thinking gets very fucked up. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah, man. My brother got to start smoking in front of her. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's not fair to her. Yeah, no. It's, It's disrespectful. All right, my friend, let's do this. We got a bunch of good calls in here, so we are going to uh, we're going to get to this. Um, you're going to like this. Uh, this is uh, Kimberly. Let's see what Kimberly's up to. Hi, Kimberly. What's going on? Hi. Um, mm-hmm. Wish I could say I was doing better with uh, trigeminal neuralgia, but here I am. Okay, so trigeminal neuralgia is a neuropathic, a nerve pain in the face. Essentially, it comes from the fifth cranial nerve. And uh, it has many different sort of causes and, you know, sort of pathologies associated with it. But uh, what is uh, your situation? It's very, it's awful. It's one of the worst pains you can have. So. Um, yeah. So mine is in the V2 primarily. Which is um, it feels like I'm getting a stun gun to the face. Yeah. I also get burning sensations throughout my face yeah. and. And it's just, it's, it's awful. You've never heard of, of it. Worst it's, things ever. Some people will walk around with this. And does it come, is it all the time? Does it come in waves? Does it come in sort of uh, attacks? Um, so it used to be a lot more often. I got diagnosed this year. So it used to be a lot more often. Mm-hmm. Um, but I started taking carbamazepine and baclofen. So these are, these are one's a seizure medicine. Triggers. One's a seizure medicine. The other sort of a relax. They decrease the neurological activity a little bit. Mm. Okay. And so you're better, but you're not well. Yeah, I have these, like, I have to carry straws in my purse. I can't drink anything on the left side of my mouth. Mm. I have to, like, drink at the like, back of my throat. It looks ridiculous. Yeah. Um, it but also sunshine on there. the left side of my face causes it. Okay. So I'm guessing they want to do something else now. Is that what you're calling about? Yeah. So um, the MVD surgery, um, I was told I'm a candidate for but I'm terrified for someone to be poking around inside my brain. Mm. It's sort of brain adjacent, but you're right. It is a neurosurgery. Uh, and it, it, have you got nodes on the, on the nerve? Does, did they discover that? Do you have any like little things that they can scrape off? Uh, so there was, uh, they could see that it was like there was something pressing yeah, on it. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It's causing, yeah, yeah, there was something pressing. Okay, so there's different things to be done and there's different regions, you know, you can have growth on the nerve, you can have, the canals can narrow, there can be a lot of stuff. It, I have not had a lot of experience with this, but I've had a little. And in the cases that I have dealt with, they were a little less involved than what you're going to have to go through. But in every case I dealt with, they were delighted with having gone under the knife. They were so happy and so relieved that they did it. So if my experience is, maybe you ought to, have you tried going online and seeing if there are other people sort of sharing their stories and you can kind of get some support there? Yeah, that was one of the first things I was advised to do is go into support groups. So I've yeah. been in support groups. I, I'll be honest, one of the things that scared me about the support groups is when I see people say, had my third MVD surgery, and I'm like, wait, what? Oh, oh boy. Yeah, it's it, it can happen. It can happen. I, I don't know. I, I, you know, I understand. I'm sympathetic to you. Uh, how old are you now? 
37. So I'm sympathetic to you wanting to not do it. If you can live with this, do so. Uh, but if you have a good team that you trust, eh, take their direction. Do what they tell you to do. What do you think? Um, I think you should get that handled for sure. <laughs> See? I mean, sounds like, it sounds like, it sounds way to like live. discomfort. Well, it's not just discomfort. It's, it's, it's torture. Yeah. It's kind of a torture. And, uh, and, and maybe really um, put it out to the group, see what they say. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to do that. Is it's, it's, it's more and more difficult to live with it every day. Yeah, so um, don't, don't I mean, it, it, and, so what if, and so what if you have it twice or something, right? I mean, could talk to the surgeons about what the probability is of having to do it a second time or a third time. And, you know, what, you know if, they, if they're using numbers like, well, you know, 80% probability, you won't have to do that. When a doctor says anything over like 60%, you're usually good. When they say 90 or 95%, they're saying don't even think about it. Mm. Yeah, when they say 99%, that means 100%. <laughs> mm. So so just see what they see what they say. Uh, thanks, Kimberly. Let me, let me know how that goes when you get back, back from us, when you get back from the surgery. Uh, okay, this is a little more uh, in your line of business. Uh, I think you'll like this one. All right. All right. Uh, Shelby. How are you? We're good. How are you? I'm great. What's going on there? So, um, I was just wondering. Um, I have two little ones, and before they were born, um, you know, I had plenty of orgasms, but I never was able to have multiple orgasms in one setting, mm-hmm. um, and I could only orgasm vaginally. Mm-hmm. After having two children, um, I can have like a hundred orgasms in a row. Like I, it's unlimited. I can just keep going forever. It feels like, um, but only with clitoral stimulation. There's no clit play. There's and by no and by so, by clitoral stimulation, are we talking about oral sex or are you using a device? What are we talking about? Any of the above. Any of the above. Um, so any play. J- Jamar is deep in thought. I want to get his thoughts on this. You're deep, deep in thought. We're gonna have a, we're gonna have a whole orgasm uh, so, primer here for you. So Go so, ahead. so she says that now she can. Before she had the children, she she would could, have an orgasm with intercourse, which is already kind of unusual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds backwards because it's like you know, the most common one that 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 I can give a woman is a clitoral one. Correct. That but is a more common thing. The but the the fucking um the G-spot. vaginal the yeah, yeah the vaginal one or whatever it's like that that's so, yeah that's crazy it sounds that's a, a little backwards it's elusive you ma'am do you didn't um you didn't you didn't do the clip like like wait wait i don't get it so she so you let's 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 okay let's review first everything though. sounds backwards let's let's review the orgasm landscape the orgasm math here we go mm-hmm. uh so you're right most women require some kind of direct stimulation uh e- e- before or after uh delivery of babies um, but delivery of babies can change the architecture of the area. And I've seen women go from you know, non-orgasmic to multi-orgasmic, back and forth. I've seen it go all kinds of different directions. So, so the fact that she had a change, even a backward change, is not that unusual. It's not that crazy. It seems counterintuitive, right? It's, yeah. And I agree, but, but I've seen it go all, all directions. So there, and then there's a, a percentage of people, women, maybe 20 or 30%, they can have either a clitoral orgasm or an orgasm with intercourse, but it's not always with intercourse. Were you every time with intercourse? 
Um, no, yeah. it, it took yeah. a lot. Right. Um, I right. could definitely get there, but it took a lot. Okay, that's sort of the typical version of this, and it's one time, and there's refractoriness and all that stuff. When it when it takes forever for um, <clears throat> this is probably just a general like sex question about when, yes. like when it takes forever. For them to um orgasm yeah orgasm and all that shit mm. is that is that and all mental? that shit? yeah is, no, that, is that mental no nah. oh it, it, they're they're because there's a group of about three to five percent that orgasm can't have an orgasm with clitoral stimulation and have dozens or hundreds with intercourse from the moment it starts i, th I thought that um but i thought that the clitoris was like the most sensitive like it, it, it some women are just configured so they have multiple 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 with intercourse right from the moment it starts and if you try to do some sort of oral sex or something they'll go it's too uncomfortable it's too it's like it's too sensitive what they'll often say it's squirt pee it can be it can be. What's the other water? I mean, what's the, the other? The water other that comes fluid out? is you, the women have glands around the outside of the vagina there, right? That the ones that some of them create the fluid, right? The the lubrication, but there's other ones too, Bartholin, Skeen's glands that when you look at them under the microscope are almost identical to prostate, and prostate is what produces your seminal fluid. All mm -hmm. the fluid that comes out of you is from your prostate. So they have little, and some women have more of that glandular material than others, and it can actually contract and this sort of thick stuff comes out. Mm. If it's super thin, it's often pee. And it can be both, too. It can be both. Oh. I'm just I'm trying to... So if it's thin, it's pee, and if it's... <laughs> it's thick, it's not. And if it's thick, it's not. Yeah. Got it. Generally, generally speaking, that's a good rule of thumb. All right. Uh, so back to... Um, Shelby, so your question is why this happened? Um, yeah, why it happened if it's normal, and then also um, with both deliveries of my children, I also had C sections. I didn't have vaginal deliveries. Oh, well, that's so even that's like a factor at all. Even more interesting. That's weird. But you got to remember, you do you know carrying the child, you do get a bunch of pelvic pressure that does change things a bit. But usually, it's the delivery itself that does this. So, uh, are you on any medication? Hormones? Anything? Uh, no, um, I no, I did take um, Zoloft a long time ago, like six or seven years ago for yeah. a while. Yeah. And but that was before I was pregnant, and then I haven't been on birth control since before my first child, so I don't know. Maybe the birth control before was inhibiting this a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, that makes sense. I think that's, I've seen that for sure happen too, where people get on birth controls for abnormal periods or, or painful periods when they're like 14, and then they stay on it all the way until they have babies. And they, in that time, their orgasmic function, they mature, things change, and then they have babies and they come off the pill and things are all different. So I, I think it's a combination of those two things. But thanks, Shelby, for getting into orgasm talk for it. So I, I could bring Jamar into, the, into that world. <laughs> so... I want to give you some material to work with. It's not just babies walking out of some mom's vagina. Which is the funniest kind of, <laughs> kind of stand humor. Um, so there's another thing that I've been thinking about. Okay, so like All sometimes right. chicks, they, um, they take a pill and then they can't, and then they don't have periods. Correct. Um, like I know girls, like I haven't had periods, but I get one big one. Or whatever, because they're on some type of medication. They'll or something. stop it. They'll, they'll cycle it a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that is that healthy? Yeah, 
It seems to have no adverse effect. Yeah. Because remember, you're, you're taking something that kind of suppresses the growth of the uterine lining. So it's not really growing the way it normally would with a cycle. So they're not like backed up with like blood or like some No, some I mean shit. a little bit, but you know, they, things aren't sloughing the way they would at quite the same interval. But it's not, it's not really growing. So there's just a, it's a thin lining. It's almost like they're menopausal. So that's not going to fuck them up? Like, no evidence like of that. How, how have we come up with so many cool pills and shit for women. like that? To like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing for men. Because we don't need anything, really. <laughs> Maybe people a have been trying. Or, or no, no, people, Molly. People, <laughs> people, people have been trying. It's just that the sperm, there's so many millions and millions of them, you have to suppress them all, or at least the vast, vast, vast majority of them. And, and here's, if you suppress their production the way we suppress eggs, you fuck guys up. Because now, now their testosterone is off, they're going to get bone disease, they're going to be depressed. Uh, and if you go at the sperm itself, like the, take, take something that affects its motility or its ability to capacitate to get in the egg, they don't. It's not a, not uh, reliable enough. Not reliable enough. Mm. So there we are, and they're they're looking. They it'd be obviously the drug companies would love that. It'd be a huge deal. Are you kidding? To to um to stop to just be able to like. Like fuck without no sperm coming out and all that shit. Like, um, the semen, see, su- semen is different from the sperm, right? Semen is produced by your. This I have to go through the, with these guys all the time. Uh, give me a prostate and a cross section with some seminal vesicles. So, uh, I, 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 semen uh, is different than sperm. Correct, completely different. Semen carries the sperm. I'll show you. Let's get a big, big. Uh, okay, well, no, let's get the cross section up there. Get that, yeah. All right, so you see the testes there, right? Yeah. Okay, see the tube coming up from the testes? The tube coming up from the testes, yep. Okay, that drips into something called the seminal vesicles, just drips in. Give me that one that's in the uh, second one down on the left, that one. Uh, you see that thing at the base of the pink thing? Uh, which which picture are we looking at? We're looking at the upper right corner there. Uh-huh. You see that thing at the base of the pink thing? That kind of... That, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. that... Uh, that's the prostate. Get, give me that cross section again with the seminal vesicles in it. It's down below. No, no, no. Down below a little bit. There, that one on the left. Down. Yeah, down. That. So, whoops. That is how your prostate is built inside you. And see those things with the caverns in it? Yeah. That's where all the fluid collects. And you see that tube that's kind of heading to it says vas deferens that tube is heading heading towards the prostate yeah, yeah yeah that mixes there with that's where the sperm comes in but the fluid is made by that apple structure underneath and stored in those pink things and when you jangle it comes out of those pink things oh shit that's crazy yeah and you don't and some of it can be produced by the prostate in sort of real time but most of it is it got what comes out of those vesicles so people that want to have larger ejaculates if your vesicles aren't big, they're just not going to store that much. It's just the way it goes. Uh, and you can kind of you can get the prostate to produce a bunch of stuff, but still, even then, so I never look at jacking off the same. No, <laughs> hell no. So when you have a when you have a um, vasectomy, you tie off those tubes that are going down into the uh, seminal vesicles. Oh, what? Yeah, and so, so the sperm just doesn't get to the semen. So, so when people with uh, vasectomies, um, like. When they come, there's still sperm. I mean, not sperm, but there's still fluid that come out. Yeah, normal. But there's no sperm in no it. No sperm in it. Ah, oh, Because it doesn't get there. So, so what, does it, what does it look like? Looks like normal semen. What? See, sperm are just little tiny little cells swimming around in there. You can't see them. Yeah. The fluid and the thickness and all that stuff, that's all your prostate. Prostate creates all that stuff. 
I got another question. Yeah, yeah. Keep going, man. Okay. So, I, want, I want this to show up in your comedy, though. Okay, okay sure. All right. Okay, so one yeah. time, okay, so one time I think I was like, uh, I think I was like 17 and I was, <laughs> I was in my grandma's shower or whatever. Blood? Yeah, huh? Had some blood? No, 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 no. hell no. And, um, um, it's pretty good comment. It's, yeah. Okay. Grandma uh, shower, which is, of course, where everybody masturbates. Right, right. So I was like dragging off or whatever and all this whatever. shit. Yeah. And I, um, and I came or whatever and then that shit got on my leg, mm. right? And I got hair on my leg. So I started, I was like, oh shit, or whatever. So I started like trying to get it off my leg, but then it started spreading mm. and into like, it started breaking up in a thousand, it looked like thousands of pieces. Of, yeah, yeah. What the fuck is that? Tapioca pudding. No, it's, 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 there's, you can get these little mucus sort of plugs, mucus sort of. Um, That's not, I mean, yeah. that is sperm. It's it, semen. I mean, it's I mean, semen. Clearly, semen. it came out. Yeah, it's semen. It, you get these little sort of plug. They can be. You can even be kind of firm. They can be kind of firm sometimes. It looks like tapioca pudding, right? So, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's not. That's clean the pipes more often. I, it's a nothing. Oh, oh, okay. I thought it was like, oh man, I'm actually seeing like live. No, like, no, sperm it's a nothing. It's a nothing. Like, oh, okay. You can't. If you look under a microscope, even when you look under sort of an average microscope, you're going to see a thousand sperm. That's how oh, tiny sure. they are. And so. So like, so in a little drop, like, so in a little drop like this or whatever, a million. There's a million. Mm. Damn. So when you, so when you shoot on a napkin, is all that shit or whatever. That's probably like trillions. Uh, mil- hundreds Not of trillions. Maybe tens of millions, hundreds of millions. Yeah. So what about when you turn like seventy and then you come or whatever? You like, might ask, look it up. How, what is the average number of sperm in an average ejaculate? You should be able to come up with that number. Because when they it, say low sperm count, how many is that? Yeah, I'm, not, I'm never really clear on that. The, the fertility guys. It's it's the number of sperm you see per field when you look under the microscope. Mm. That that's sort of how they determine that. Hundred million. There it is. Each time many ejaculate, they release a hundred million sperm. Why are so Why are so many sperm released? Uh, tough it take one to have few survive to me that's crazy yeah and so i'm gonna blow your mind again so i have prostate cancer uh-huh. so i had my prostate out like about 12 years ago and that's the part that makes the fluid mm-hmm. so i don't make fluid anymore what i'm sorry to hear that, that. everything everything else is normal yeah everything just no fluid no mess so 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 when you come no fluid comes out no fluid oh you there's just nothing like shooting blanks ghost yeah ghost, so, ghost loads. so there's no liquid no nothing no there's, nothing but you get the feeling the normal. Everything's normal. Oh, so it's like being like, oh, so okay. So it's almost like being like a kid again or whatever. Like when you like jack off, whatever, nothing really come out. Nothing come out. Oh, shit. That's crazy. Ladies like it. Right, right, <laughs> right, right. right. But, but do they though? Because right. I know females would be like, no, this is my favorite part. Yeah. And it, but nothing come out. Yeah. Oh, okay. They, they have, it's a mixed, mixed bag. How do you know if you have prostate cancer? Do you feel it? Well, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, no, you don't. You feel nothing. Uh, your doctor has to get a blood test. It mm. shows up on a blood test. If, if you feel something, you're way in trouble. Way, way, way yeah. in trouble. Now, as a black man, you're more likely to get prostate cancer and more likely to have advanced cancer at the time of diagnosis. So mm. when you turn 40, 50, how old are you now? I'm 37. Yeah. Any, any prostate cancer in your family anywhere? I don't think so, but I, I don't know I, my dad's side. If, if you're super motivated, I'd start getting a yearly blood test at 40. And okay. certainly at 50, certainly for sure at 50, don't ever miss it Okay, because it, it, it's a highly, highly treatable thing early and it just, it shouldn't hurt people. Oh, it's okay. a pain in the ass and you get it and people don't like what you have to go through, but, but it's, it's a highly manageable it's thing. Pa- so when you say pain, no, that's colon, but do they go in the same way? Like, 
it, they go in through your asshole when they need to do a biopsy. Mm. They go and they biopsy the prostate through that. Mm. Uh, and they Won't might you come. Huh? You might come because they're touching no, the prostate. No, huh? no. Well, they, you they you might when they go in there to feel the prostate if you're really sensitive. But they're sticking a needle in there and then exploding a little cartridge. It feels like shit. For real? That's how they check your shit? No, 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 no. That's if they think you have something. Oh. Really think you have something. Like they see something on ultrasound and they're like, hey, we got to really check this out. And they, they put a needle in your asshole? It, through, it goes through the asshole into the prostate and then it, it releases this cartridge. Did they numb you? You're, you're numbed. Yeah, you're numbed. The nummy isn't not fun either, though. So, <laughs> sorry, my friend. This, yeah. That's the hardest thing about being a man. Like, that's yeah, the well, they always say, you know, this, the, the old adage is you don't want a female urogenital tract before the age of 40, and you don't want a man's after 40. Would you say it again? You don't want to have a f- female genital tract before 40, yeah. and you don't want a man's above 40, after 40. Damn. That's yeah, crazy. That's when shit starts happening. Annie, wow. what do you think? You with me on this? You look, you look a little dissociated. You hearing it all? Oh, yeah, no, I mean, I ain't getting those tests, but yeah, no, I hear you loud and clear. What the fuck's the matter with you, man? <laughs> that, that's what black people say. I, I that's know, what we I say. Know, like, I, I ain't know. nobody so, doing so, that shit to so, my so, ass. Hey, so, so, <laughs> you better say pause. <laughs> like. <laughs> so you guys got to help me because this is one of my missions right now is to try to encourage black men to get the proper screening done. And they're not doing it. Now, I find... Can I go now? You're too young. You're too young. Uh yeah, but but I'm a kid. you can. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I'm finding that the sort of sisters, wives, maybe grandmas can get the guys in, right? They'll drag them in. Yeah. Is there anybody? Is there any other way to get you guys to get the blood test? I, I promise I can get you in without having somebody feeling your asshole. All right, because that's because that because that because that's the main cause. Is like is like African American people are homophobic. <laughs> So, so, so niggas would be is like, "Is it homophobia? Is that what it is?" <laughs> so, so niggas would be like, "Man, I don't know." Some dude put his finger in my ass. Can I get a female doctor or yes, something, man? You can, you can. We can do that. Wait, this bitch look like a man. <laughs> like, Doctor Drew, if you don't take that damn wig off, like, oh my god, fascinating. Like, uh, but so, all right, so so maybe homophobia is what, the leading cause of men not getting well, nate. So, would calling that out help? <laughs> like if I were to say, hey, don't, this is not. This yeah. ain't gay. This ain't gay. <laughs> <laughs> Just say this ain't gay. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Because uh, I, if you guys think, any, I'm going to lean on you about this too, because I really am worried about this because I've seen a few guys that came in too late and it's just like, it, it should not happen. It should not so, happen. Okay, so when they come in too late, when they come in too late, what is the, um, what is the prostate like what? Like what is, it, is it enlarged or some shit? No, it's cancer inside it, and it gets out. What do you mean it gets out? It spreads. It spreads out. It spreads into your all of your system. Oh. And when it gets out, it's it's going to kill you in most cases. It's going to take a while, but it will kill you. And so the treatments are pretty intense, including early on we give you medication to shut your testosterone down. It's actually called castration therapy. Testosterone? So I, it's like I ain't gonna be no man no more. You're not going to be feeling the like same. Like a man? The same. You're what do you have, mean not like the same? You're not going to have sex drive. You're going to be, your muscles aren't going to be the same. Nah, man. Hell nah, man. That's gay. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> she getting, <laughs> she getting this prostate sperm all over her goddamn face. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's crazy though. I, I, But I am, I will say this, like for me, or whatever, like I, I will go and, 
like when I'm 40 to good. get these. Good. I believe, I believe you yeah, when you say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, And I encourage every black man out there to go and fucking do that. Every we, man. Every man to go do yeah, it. Every, every man should do it. You're absolutely right. But we, but I feel like African-American men need like somebody, somebody they admire that's had cancer. Because that's the other thing. They don't talk about it when they get it. Yeah. They, they just, uh-uh. Mm-mm. Not yeah, talking about yeah, yeah. it. Out of sight, out of mind. Out <laughs> and, of mind. Uh, out of mind. I talk about mine all the time because I don't give a shit. Uh, here we go. Notice that I have some semi-painful bumps under my left nipple and, and armpits. I did a little research. I think it's swollen lymph nodes. That only explained the armpits, not the nipple. I've had this out once before a few years ago, but they went away after a week or two. I'm just curious if I need to be worried about cancer or something. Also, I'm a male. If that's relevant, yes, it is relevant. Uh, the lymph nodes don't go away, and the, there, there are no lymph nodes around the nipple. There aren't, but then you wouldn't feel any lymph nodes around the nipple. And that's usually, you got to distinguish between what's in the skin and what's deep up inside the armpit um, that is a lymph node. Usually people are feeling their skin and something in the skin, which you can sort of put between two fingers and worrying about that. So there you go. Yeah, you good? Oh, you're looking. Feel anything? <laughs> Man, this is like the best show ever. Like, let me, like, it's just like, well, let me check my shit now. Like, I'm good. All right, good. All right, excellent. <laughs> Uh, can we see him speaking since since uh, Jamar is related to this stuff? Any medical videos? Let's do a couple of those, then we'll get back to the phone lines. Oh, that reaction. he has atrophy there of his uh, sort of adductor. Uh, what's what's look, what looks weird? The, that sort of crease on the inner aspect. Yeah, yeah. He just needs to work on it more. So he's he's highly developed his thighs, quads. What? Let me ask you this. There could be a neuro- neuropathy. That happens sometimes. What? What about like, um, okay, I have tennis elbow. Yeah. Okay. I, it, how long Do you, does it take to, for that to go away? Uh, it keeps coming back. Do you play tennis? No, I box. I was talking to an orthopedist just recently about this, and he said, you know, when people get tennis elbow, it's, it's not the tennis or the boxing. It's the technique. Mm. So you have to kind of work with someone to get your technique back where it needs to be, where it's not... Not causing that. So possible. I have fucked up technique this whole, this whole, these well, all these years. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, boxing is a little different, right? Because it's, it's striking. Yeah. And it's your left side. Yeah. Yeah. And you're left-handed. Yeah. Ugh. Fuck. So have you worn like a brace around it, like something, something to tighten it up? Mm. You know, they have these bands you can wear to kind of keep the tendons sort of pulled together a little bit. No. I, you should do that. Yeah. Look at this shit. This is fucking crazy. I got a flight in November. Yeah. God damn it. Okay. So, you see it? Well, man, it's a, it's a shade of difference. <laughs> is, is there something swollen there? So, look. So, you see the difference. So, so th- this one goes in or whatever. So, it's a good healthy arm or whatever. This one more so is like dipped in a little bit. And like, this one doesn't go in as much. Really? I kind of see something here. Is that tender? Yeah, low-key, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're you're developing them differently, right? I mean, you use them differently. Are you also lifting weights? I eat free weights, like like uh uh-uh, like little like free weights and shit. But I don't pump like iron. Yeah, uh, I, I, you should. Do you have a trainer? No. You need you need somebody to to look at this. Really? Like, like a physical therapist or a trainer, and somebody to kind of help you because it, it should be manageable. Oh, okay. Yeah, man. You're doing. I mean, knocking doing, people out though. I know you I'm got it. Not, <laughs> no, no, you got it, player. No, <laughs> no. I'm glad. Glad we had the uh, thigh talk. But that guy could have a, a something affecting the nerves to the motor. The, uh, muscles atrophy when the nerves aren't working right too. So it's not necessarily just his technique and working out. He could also have a problem there. All right, what else you got? Video. Okay. 
So I know that I've mentioned this before, but I need it needs to be brought up again okay. so I can get a diagnosis. So as I've previously stated, when I'm near an exposed wire or like some kind of messed up electricity, I get a tingle in my arm and I get like a patch of goosebumps. Like it's weird, just like a patch. Like it's not my whole arm, just like in a specific... Yeah. I bring it up again because it's getting stronger. So today I'm driving home from work. Everything's fine. I'm on a four... Not an eight, but a four-lane road, and there's a car crash on the very far right right side and on the shoulder. I am in the very far left lane, and when I pass the car accident, you can guess what happens. The yeah. tingling it, returns. It's interesting. I get my tingle. Okay, enough, enough, I get my enough, patch. Enough. Enough. It, it's crazy how people try to make sense of things, mm-hmm. and they see something environment. They go, "That's it. That's what's causing it. What's causing it is in her. Mm-hmm, <laughs> that mm-hmm. is her autonomic nervous system doing what it's supposed to do." She saw a car accident. People immediately have a physical, bodily based reaction to that. Mm-hmm. In her case, she has a sort of something related to what we call reflex sympathetic dystrophy, where this distribution of the autonomic system gets a sort of pronounced and lateralizing sort of uh, kind of feeling. But the goosebumps, that you know, the called pileorection, the tingling, all that is normal. Normal. No diagnosis. Don't worry about it. All right. He said you're good. You're good. You're good. All right. Let's take a couple calls here. Let's talk to uh, Noah. Hey, Noah, what's going on? Hey, how's it going? We're good. What's up? You know, with Jamar neighbors. Hello. Hey. <clears throat> I was wondering, is it dangerous? I had a... Do you know of the cancer Langerhans cell histiocytosis? Yes. yes, yes. Nasty. Yeah. So I had that. Yeah, yeah. Not not, not too fun, mm. especially a year after finishing with lymphoma. Mm. Um. How long ago was the Langerhans? I was wondering. If, how, how long ago was that? Um, about five years. And, and how about the lymphoma? Was that as a much younger? Yeah, that was about seven years. I got it when I was eighteen, and okay. then Jeez. re-diagnosed when I was like twenty. All right, what's the question? The craziness. Well, yeah, I was wondering if it was dangerous to get tattooed. Are you on any medicine still? Uh, no, I take um. Oh shit! Mm. Something for my thyroid. Okay, and are, are were you left with any immunological dysfunction? Do you get infections easily? Did they warn you about anything of the sort? Uh, not really. She okay. just said she's uh treats it like asthma almost now like a chronic illness and do you see them on a regular basis uh not anymore uh, i'm like uh in remission or cancer free aren't you supposed to go back every year uh they just cleared me uh a couple to not go back year. to not go back at all yeah okay I, I'm assuming you are, you know, clear is clear. You know what I mean? You're able to go about your life. And I can't think of anything. If you have no clotting problems uh, left over from this, if you have no ability to, no inability to fight infection, I, I can't think of a reason that it would be a problem. 
Uh, it would be ideal if okay. you could send them a little email and double check in with them because they deal with these. I don't deal with these cancels on a regular basis, uh, and get get a little read from them. You have you, Jamar. You're thinking. I hear um, your wheels turning. Yeah. That, I mean, well, can I just ask, uh, what's the tattoo going to be? Is it big? Um. Uh, well, it, it it was going to be a lot. Like a sleeve, <laughs> like like on some like, Undertaker type shit. Yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. Go hard. Hey, fuck it. Yellow, go hard. <laughs> yeah, if you're going to do it right. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I was thinking. So, <laughs> yeah. so uh, look, I would uh, be very careful. I, I, if you're going to do a huge deal that, you know, it's going to be difficult to heal from, check in with your doctor. Check in to make sure that they're, they don't be concerned about it. All right, it's Carter. Carter, what's going on? How's it going, Dr. Drew? What's up? So my question is, my wife is pregnant. She's a type 1 diabetic. Um, when I go down on her, her cum is a bit sweet. So I was wondering if her titty milk is going to be sweet as well. It, it's, what do you call, what kind of diabetic do you call her? Uh, it's either type 1 or type 2. I can't remember. She has a pump, an insulin pump. She has, she's on insulin. So she's insulin-dependent diabetic. And did you say she's pregnant also? Yeah, she just got pregnant. And you're wondering when she starts to breastfeed, will that milk be sweet? Um, I, if it yeah. is, I mean, yes, or, you know, when the sugars are up in the bloodstream, it gets into other fluids as well, but it shouldn't be up. What's going on where she has a sweet vaginal discharge? Is, is she Sound a, fire. Does she, <laughs> does she have, it is fire. <laughs> I don't know, it sounds sus to me. Does she, <laughs> no, Cap? <laughs> It is uh, booth boys in there. It is uh, is she have trouble controlling her blood sugar? Uh, every now and then, like uh, her A one C has been all over the place, just because. All right. Well, the, if if it's sweeter, that, diabetic. Yeah, it does. It, that should not. You got to get that under control. That is really important. She, she's going to get kidney disease, eye problems, uh, heart, uh, everything. Neuropathy is going to be a big, big old mess, and it's going to get worse during pregnancy if she's not careful. Yeah. So please get her sugars under yep. control. When you, when you say sweet, like what, like, oh, yeah. and when you say sweet, like what is it? Like it tastes like candy. It tastes like uh, what kind of? It tastes like uh, gusher juice. Oh, fire! Like that, what? That shit's so, like, like gushers. What's gushers? You know oh, gushers really explode your mouth. Yo, oh. <laughs> yo, yeah. you winning? Hey, it don't seem like it, but you winning. <laughs> is gushers are, are fruit flavor though, right? I don't know what I don't know what flavor that shit is. It's like the flavor of sweet, but is there any other flavor other than just sweet? I, it's just it's just like the tastiest thing on earth. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I don't yeah get that shit. I mean, like I I hope your wife you know does well or whatever and lives a long time. But you know, for right now, momentarily, you low key winning. <laughs> But I'm not the doctor. <laughs> Dr. Drew said, get that no, shit checked out. No, it's you yeah. know, making lemonades when you get lemon. So in this case, <laughs> making sweet vaginal juice when you've got diabetes. Mm. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just saying. The, is so, sperm sweet? When, when, when uh, you, got, you know, semen now. Remember sperm? sperm excuse, excuse me. Is, yeah. is semen sweet? Uh, like when you, e, men's semen can taste differently. Uh, medication and 
I've heard people complain about meth and other things because meth gets kind of concentrated in there. Meth? Meth. Oh. Uh, there, but there has been many people trying to make it taste better, not just not. Mostly you can make it taste bad. Tobacco, coffee, meth, this stuff gets in there. Uh, but making it better, you know, people say you take pineapple juice and use yogurt and fruit and all this kind of stuff. I have never seen any evidence that that's the case, even to the point that way back, although I've had people swear that it does make a difference. Maybe in some people it does. Yeah. I tr I've tried the pineapple juice, like yeah. like just, first of all, I get canker source. Yeah. So I yeah. can't do too much of it and shit, but so, but but when I've when I've tried to do the pineapple juice or whatever, yeah, and then I, I went to a girl or whatever, she don't she don't really say no. she don't really say nothing no. or whatever. She's like it tastes like cup of noodle juice, like it always do. <laughs> top, top ramen. I have a heavy cup of noodle diet. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> and, and so so I we we went so far as about oh God thirty five or forty years ago. We actually did a blinded test with a couple. Uh, on the radio, mm -hmm. you know, one of those radio stunts, mm -hmm. and they couldn't tell the difference. They couldn't tell. She really? couldn't tell. Yeah, no. And uh, and finally, Adam Carolla said to me on the air the other day, long long ago. He goes, "Look, he goes, you could you could eat strawberries and whipped cream all day. Your shit's gonna still be taste like shit and smell like shit. Yeah, there's only so much you can do with change what comes out of you. But 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 when you have enough fish or whatever, that changes your um like that even changes like your pea smell. Like tuna, things change your pea smell. Yeah, they it gets stuff stuff gets in there again. Worse though, not better. Right, right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, but that's wait, Drew. Uh, yeah, buddy. Because he said that the you know diabetes was making sweet. Yeah, the pussy sweet. So yeah. what about? What about semen in that case, or uh, that's a great question. I, I'm imagining that would be true, but again, we're, we're you're wanting somebody to get into a pathological state. The sugars have to be to get to get in like that where you're tasting it. They got to get pretty high, and the, your normal <laughs> physiology won't you won't get high like that, no matter how much sugar you take in. Hmm. It's so funny because like, that's how dudes go check and see if they're diabetic. <laughs> they be like, I'm good, nigga. <laughs> This shit's still salty, nigga. I'm good. <laughs> Savory today. Savory. <laughs> uh, Jamar, our time is up. I could uh, spend more time with you, man. It's been, really, it's been a pleasure. It's been very fun. Yeah. It's been a lot of fun, and I hope you'll come back. I want to go. I, I'm leaving town today, unfortunately, but I want to come see your stand up when you're in town here. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm always at the mothership. You can check out Rotten Luther King uh, on YouTube. Uh, yeah, man, come on out. All right. Uh, it's a privilege, and uh, hopefully see you here some other time outside of these studios. Yes, sir. All right, man. Thank Good luck you so with the much. boxing arm. Take, make sure you take care of that. <laughs> and get that PSA when you're uh, fifth 40. Oh, I will. All I right. definitely will. And you guys should, too. That's right. Thrusty, we'll see you next time. All conversations and information exchanged during participation of the Dr. Drew After Dark podcast or interaction on the drdrew.com website is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. Do not confuse this with treatment or physician medical advice or direction per se. You must always follow your medical professional's advice and direction. Nothing on these podcasts or posted on this site supplements or supersedes the relationship and direction of your medical caretakers. Please understand, I am not playing the role of physician in this environment per se. I'm educating. I am a licensed physician with specialty boards in American Board of Internal Medicine and American Board of Addiction Medicine.